Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined today, as always, by producer Terry Clark. It's a pleasure to be here. Indeed. You're quite busy at the moment. Man, you said it. I know. Wedding planning going on? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, a good chunk of yesterday was spent researching online for wedding vows. And you know me. I'm not a sappy no. person. Everything was just so... I shall love you until the end of days and blah, blah, blah. I a little just, a little syrupy. Wow. <laughs> so I ended up writing my own. They're going to be beautiful. Are you going to, in light of today's topic, going to be using traditional lavender wedding favors? <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> not. Not much about I the wedding so. will be traditional. I didn't in think fact, so. so. No, nothing traditional about producer Terry Clark. <laughs> but I love her all the more for that. <laughs> Thank you. Today's topic is lavender, though. It may be wedding season for you, and some of you may be using lavender flowers in your wedding plans, but it makes a great tea as well. We are going to talk about all of the goodness in lavender flowers and lavender tea. We'll talk about what it is, where it comes from, the history of lavender, its many uses, and there are a lot of them. And we're even going to figure out why I'm having to take more baths now <laughs> than I used to. And lavender might even be in my it's future. Not, it's not because it's summer and you're all sweaty. No, there's more to it than that. <laughs> Stay around. You want to hear that story. So lavender tea is actually native to the Mediterranean region. But now it's grown all over the world. It's a plant that grows in hot and sunny conditions. It really, really likes the heat, but it's very adaptive. So it can change and adjust. And like I said, it's been cultivated now virtually everywhere. It's a small perennial shrub with good, strong, woody roots. But the cool thing is it has these really long stems. And from those long stems come these little bunches of light purple mauve dare I say, lavender-colored, lavender. <laughs> yes, flowers. They're really small, very fragrant. And from those flowers in August, just around the time of your wedding, even though you're not going to use them, Miss Terry. Ah, uh, the irony. <laughs> around August, they're harvested. And the top six inches of the stems are cut, and the flowers are on top. Oftentimes, a bunch of stems are gathered up, turned into bunches, and that's where they're used as wedding favors, as wands, right, lavender right. wands. But they're very beautiful, they're very fragrant, and they have a lot of uses. The history of lavender is very similar to that of chamomile and fenugreek and mint and lemon balm, all those Mediterranean herbs. They all have a very similar history. As always, it starts with the Egyptians, who cultivated it and used it for its amazing fragrance. They took the essential oil and oftentimes the royalty would anoint themselves with it, put it all over their head, kind of an aromatherapy way to smell good. And the oil is very good for your skin. The Greeks, who learned a lot about perfumes from the Egyptians, added it to their fragrances as well. So you see references to that during the uh, Greek Empire. The first written reference in terms of its medicinal uses was by the Greek physician Dioscorides. Now, he worked for the Roman Empire, but he was a Greek physician. And he wrote that while lavender was good for a lot of internal ailments, it was particularly good for the skin. 
And as a result of some of his findings, the Roman soldiers actually took lavender with them on their campaigns and used it on war wounds and to heal skin ailments. As a result, they took it to France. And that's where a lot of the great lavender that we have today comes from. It was really the Roman soldiers taking it and sort of planting it in France and forcing them to keep growing it for their own use. Now, later comes Henry VIII. Now, Terry loves... I love Henry VIII. I know, he's I know such a you jerk, too. but he's so great to read about. <laughs> he's a redhead, too, I think. Uh, no, he wasn't, but his, his daughter, daughter was. was. Yeah, well, Elizabeth was. Well, they're very important in the history of lavender because Henry VIII doesn't like the French, not too fond of the church, cuts everything off, <laughs> but still wants the lavender. So lavender cultivation begins in earnest in England as well. His daughter, Queen Elizabeth, very fond of the plant and really pushes its cultivation. And so it became a really integral part of Victorian society. In this country, it was brought over by the Shakers, not to be confused, by the Quakers. Which is an awesome band name, I think. It's a great band name, the Quakers and Shakers. <laughs> That'll be our band name. You can find it referenced and commercially cultivated in early colonial society here in the U.S. as well. So, like I said, the plant travels well. It goes... Is you can find it in many of the Mediterranean cultures, the large empires, and today it's got a lot of uses. When we come back, we're going to go over many of those, some of the medicinal benefits of the plant, some of the tea benefits, how you can make a great cup of tea, and apparently there's some adventures that i got to cover in my bathtub. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello, this is Terry from the Maya Tea Company. You may know my voice from the show Steeping Around. In addition to producing the show, I am also the Maya Tea Sales Representative for the weekly Tucson Farmers Markets. One of my daily rituals is an afternoon pot of tea. Sometimes I need a little push from a strong pot of Yunnan breakfast tea to help me get through the rest of my day. And other times, I like to unwind from a busy day with a steamy mug of relaxing mint tea. The Maya Tea Company makes it easy for me to find the perfect blend to suit my every mood. So, no matter what mood you find yourself in, the Maya Tea Company has the right tea for you. And if you're not lucky enough to live in beautiful Tucson, Arizona, please visit our website at www.mayatea.com where you can browse our large selection of teas from all over the world. Remember, you can save 15% by entering the coupon code STEEP, that's S-T-E-E-P, when checking out. Otherwise, we'll see you at the farmer's markets. And remember, you meet some interesting people when you're steeping around. We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Minnie Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. Joined, as always, by producer Terry Clark. Hi again, everyone. We're actually talking about all things that smell good, particularly lavender flowers. Lavender tea also smells fabulous. We spoke a little earlier in the last segment about how the Roman soldiers took 
lavender flowers with them on their military campaigns and use them as a treatment for their war wounds and as an antiseptic. And lavender itself does have a lot of healing properties. But most of those healing properties are actually as an oil. It's not actually as the tea. Lavender oil has many, many uses, a lot of them topical and on the skin. It has an anti-inflammatory effect and an antiseptic effect. So say you've got some burns, maybe a sunburn, the effect of the essential oil of lavender actually is very cooling and healing. The antiseptic properties of lavender help with some cuts and scrapes and so forth. So generally, just for a lot of those inflammatory conditions, lavender is very good. In fact, it's used as an insect repellent. Oftentimes, people put lavender oil in some mineral water or in some uh, other oils. I've seen a lot lately of like lavender centronella mixes there being are. sold commercially. I agree, because I think they smell better. Uh -huh. And if you put them on your skin, they will act as repellent for insects, while also helping speed the healing of an insect bite. So good, it's kind of a good to know dual purpose. Yeah. We're also seeing more use of lavender as a skin toner. And so for acne and psoriasis, for other skin conditions, mm -hmm. you're seeing the use of lavender oil in that regard as well. But as a tea, it is generally good for things of the head. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all in your head, all the health benefits of lavender tea. <laughs> I've been told tea. that before. <laughs> yes, I know. Everything's in my head. <laughs> lavender tea is particularly good for things like headaches, hypertension, insomnia, it happens to be very soothing and relaxing, I think mostly because of the fragrance again. And so all of these sort of ailments of the brain and mind are soothed because of the fragrance and the oils of lavender tea. It's also good as a mood enhancer. It's been noted as a fragrance or a tea that helps with melancholy and even depression. So it's very cool that way also. Other uses for lavender besides the tea, we are finding them in a lot of soaps for aromatherapy. Yeah, that's the first time I ever smelled lavender was in a soap, and I thought it was awful until years later I just smelled the plant, and the plant smells great. And then I don't know what it was about that soap. My mom brought me home some from England, and I just thought, this is Good terrible. Lord, what is this? Stuff? Yeah, no, my kids actually, you can find it in a lot of um, bath gels too. Mm -hmm. And actually my kids really like lavender bath gel. They've got a shower gel with lavender in it and they really love it. I like it now. I think I had to grow into it maybe. <laughs> but it's a definitely a strong scent it and is. that aromatherapy mm -hmm. is really beneficial for a lot of people. But as a tea, it tastes great too. A little strong and kind of on the expensive side. So we don't generally have it as a tea company just by itself. We actually blend it with a lot of our relaxing teas, some of the sleepy time teas, things that soothe and relax you. So it's in our relaxing mint. It's in um, some of our sleep elixirs and so forth. Occasionally we do blend it though on request with a little Earl Grey. Those piney sort of floral notes go very well with the citrus bergamot notes of Earl Grey. Isn't that called Lady Grey tea? 
That's actually kind of a, a common misnomer. People really? say Lady Grey, and people think that Lady Grey is either Earl Grey with lavender yeah. or occasionally Earl Grey on green tea. But actually, Lady Grey is a trademarked tea from Twinings that happens to have corn flowers, orange oh. peel, and lemon peel. So Lady Grey is actually a brand or a type of tea huh. made by Twinings. But a lot of people use Lady Grey, and sometimes when they call us, they go, oh, I'd like to get some Lady Grey. And we usually say, you mean Earl Grey with lavender? <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, or Earl Grey on green tea. We have to correct okay, them, but that's okay. At least okay. I'm not the You're only not one. You're not the only one. I've heard that before. <laughs> okay. Making a cup of lavender tea is actually pretty easy. Like I said, we blend it in a lot of other ones. But if you just want some lavender tea, again, just to kind of soothe a headache or to just get into a really meditative state, all you need is a teaspoon. You can use up to two, but it's a pretty potent, potent flavor. So just take a teaspoon of lavender, put it in a cup of boiling water, turn the heat off, let it steep for about five minutes, no more than that, and strain, and you will have an unbelievably fragrant cup. It's very light in color, though. It almost will have no color hmm. whatsoever. It will just look like hot water. That's too bad. It's not purple. It's not purple. <laughs> it's not purple, beautiful like the flowers, but it is simply a light, very soft tea, and it will have a very, like I said, pine floral I don't want to I don't want to say the word soapy because I don't mean it to come out that way but it has kind of a a really fragrant clean flavor so you might actually want to put a little bit of honey in that tea maybe it tastes pretty good with a little bit of honey occasionally with lemon as well mm. there are a lot of other uses for lavender tea in fact you can use it in your bath and when we come back we're going to talk about my having to take more baths than usual <laughs> and maybe even show you how to use lavender in your bath. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello, everyone. This is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Closing out the show, as always, with producer Terry Clark. Thank you so much for having me here. It's always fun when you're here. Thank you. It is a particularly busy month. Congratulations are somewhat in order. This is our 50th show. Can you believe it? it's your 50th show? It's I don't still, know what number show I'm on, but it doesn't congratulations. matter. Congratulations. That's pretty it's, awesome. It's, it's a great thing. Thank you guys so much. As it is our 50th show, that means number 52 is coming along. 
which means that we will be soon approaching our one year anniversary of steeping around. Time really flew. Time really flies wow. by. And <laughs> we would like to involve you. If you have a favorite moment from the past year that you would like us to revisit, we're going to do a best of. Give us a shout via email. Our email address is steep at myat.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at myat.com. If you're a fan of the show, fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both, Steeping Around, as well as the Maya Tea Company. And as always, visit our website, www.myat.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com. In addition to our one-year anniversary, I will be heading to Las Vegas for the World Tea Expo. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed George Jage from the World Tea Expo, and I am so excited because we are going to be conducting a lot of interviews, talking about all of the new things that are going on in the tea industry, the new gadgets. They're going to kind of set the tone for upcoming shows. If you happen to be at the World Tea Expo, look us up. Give us a shout. We'll be around. Just uh, send us an email, too, and uh, we'll try to make some arrangements for a good time to sit and have a little chat. Maybe even be on the show. How cool would that be? Sounds like fun. Well, if you've been listening to the shows for the past few weeks, you might know that I'm kind of on a little bit of a health kick. Yes, I was cleansing. I was also doing a bunch of yoga and putting myself through a lot of otherwise mm, painful things in and you are continuing to I'm do continuing this. yes I know it <laughs> all in the sake get enough I can't get enough pain oh my gosh <laughs> I'm in agony my yoga instructor has done most of the damage and she has pushed me to detox and do all of these things in fact the basis for yoga is the detoxification of the body by putting yourself into painful positions and heating up your internal organs well that has also resulted in a lot of soreness. And she has been on my case to say, you need to take more baths with Epsom salts. So normally, just a guy who takes a shower, a quick one at that, and now she's got me soaking in Epsom salts bath two or three times a week to relieve Which soreness. Which sure is really good for you, actually, because we used to use Epsom salt when I did um, hair and nails and stuff like that. It's good in feet soaks, too. Yes, that's really right. Good. That's really right. Good. Very, very helpful. So, yeah, that's been kind of a new thing for me. But in some of the research that we were doing for that end, we also found that lavender baths are very good for you as well. We talked about all the aromatherapy benefits of using lavender as a soothing, relaxing brew. You can get some of the same by putting them in your bath. Mm -hmm. There's an interesting correlation. You basically need about four tablespoons of herbs in a muslin bag. And you are to put, say, like three tablespoons of lavender and a tablespoon of mint into a muslin bag. Or for a more romantic soak, you can put in a couple tablespoons of lavender and a couple tablespoons of rose petals. That one sounds good to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stay out of that one. <laughs> That's a lady bath. That's a lady's <laughs> bath. But if you were to put that muslin bag in your bath when the water is really hot, hotter than you can stand it, and allow it to kind of cool down to a point where you can soak in it, but that high, high heat will extract those essential oils from the flowers, and you will have this amazing fragrant bath. The lavender oils are also tonifying, so it will feel great on your skin, kind of tighten up the pores. It's really very refreshing. I'm not sure. Maybe I will try a lavender bath here in the upcoming days. We have the lavender flowers. Yeah, the, you're at, taking at the baths shop. anyway. What Maybe the hell? I'll do that as well. <laughs> Who knows? Next week, we are going to finish out our series on 
flowering herbals. We have talked about chamomile. We've talked about lavender. Now we're going to move into talking about the decorative flowers that really have no impact on the tea, maybe a little flavor. Things like rose petal, sunflower, malva flowers, corn flowers. They're not so much a potent tea as they are just really pretty. And we're going to cover all of the things that you might find in your various teas that are decorative flowers. After that, we'll start my adventures at the World Tea Expo, and we're going to move to gadgets, all of the different gadgets that you can use to make tea differently. That's going to be really cool. It's going to be really amazing <laughs> because there are so many new inventive things in the tea industry, and the World Tea Expo is definitely going to bring all of that to the forefront. It's going to be fun in the upcoming weeks. We've got our one-year anniversary. Let us know what you love. We'd love to put it on the air for you. Thank you, folks, as always, for listening this week. Thank you, Producer Terry Clark, for joining me. Pleasure to be here. And remember, it's always fine if you're caught steeping around. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you.